0: Welcome back to another episode of The Scorer's Table. I'm William Robbins,
1: joined, as always, by Julian McKee. We're back, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. Many things have happened in the last week and a half. We've been away, been on break. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was out on the streets of Brooklyn, having enjoying many meals of jerk chicken, and among other things. I'm ready to talk <laughs> some basketball. All-Star Weekend happened. Anthony Davis. Who the fu- fuck knows what is happening
0: there? Yeah,
1: we got. We got, lot, we got a lot. got a lot to talk about. We
0: got a. We got a good episode planned coming up. We're gonna be talking uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. They have a uh, a whole new front office. It looks like a whole lot of drama surrounding that. We're also gonna be talking about the All Star weekend. Some of the things that we noticed and some thoughts about that. And then we're gonna spend the majority of the show doing our.
1: Three quarters of the season award show. Sound good? Let's do it. It's uh, it's been a great season so far. So let's. I'm, I'm excited to get into these awards ASAP.
0: Yeah. So let's 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 start off with uh with the New Orleans Pelicans. Trade deadline came and went. They did not trade Anthony Davis. Then they fired Del Demps out of out of nowhere. Kind of felt like kind of felt like they fired him. There wasn't really any build up to it.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a uh, it was a not not really a I wouldn't say a bombshell. Like it was kind of impending doom. Yeah, like, it, we, it we felt kind of knew you, that this was going to come at some happen.
0: point. It just felt like at that moment, it at that moment it felt like oh wow, I didn't see that coming.
1: No, I agree with that. It felt and like it,
0: a weird time to do it.
1: Yeah, especially on a Friday. A few, it, it seemed kind of like a a Monday thing. I I, yeah. I would have understood like to to kind of start the start the news cycle especially, on debate especially shows and stuff during like
0: All Star Weekend when all like the league is together and all the reporters are there and
1: yeah it was kind of a subplot that I don't think anyone really needed you yeah know? And, yeah I was,
0: uh, I was I was reading a few articles about it and everyone was like yeah we were a bunch of reporters were kind of just hanging out when the news broke and you know. Yeah.
1: For their <laughs> yeah. battle stations when that happens, yeah, so now Der- Danny Ferry is the interim GM, right? Yep, yep, Danny ferry and it's it's been come it's come to my mind that I was I, I may not have read read into the situation enough that <laughs> Danny Ferry wasn't actually like a, a raging racist in Atlanta, that he was like yeah. reading a racist scouting report yeah instead about Louwalddang um and that he kind of he got a really bad rap for that situation, and he was doing a good job in Atlanta at the time. Yeah, it was but one of those, he also completely those fucked up LeBron's Cleveland situation. Yeah. So there's
0: it, that. Danny Berry in Atlanta, it was one of those situations where the initial story comes out, everyone reacts to that, and then the follow up story comes out with the truth, and of course no one even pays attention to that because it's the main story.
1: Yeah, it's like the dude um, off of Empire who said he got like beat up by the Yeah, punches. yeah, that
0: was that was now, that is, was are, are people saying he's lying now? No, he was just convicted of lying
1: yo that's fucking
0: crazy yeah, i completely believed it uh every, everyone did what, yo, what really, that's crazy yeah, <laughs> I, it's um yeah not a really really bad um what? not not a good look for uh the gay community the african-american community they, they have enough struggles as it is with this kind of stuff they don't this was not yeah. good
1: and seriously um, it's like it's a it's a and, a and lot it's, of, the worst thing about this i think is though is just like that the that there's that there are so many of these things that do happen in our life because yes. of fucking trump and all this stuff and this is like a boy who cried wolf situation
0: yeah this so was, this was when not this good.
1: happens when if, if if he's lying about this then that essentially gives Fucking Fox News and Laura Ingraham, that stupid idiot, and all those Bill O'Reillys of the world. This lets them say, "Oh, you're lying about that. he lied about this. Maybe you're lying about that." Anyway, yeah, not not a good luck. Anyway, day anyway, day back to <laughs>
0: anyway back back to basketball. But <laughs> back to basketball. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it's yeah. crazy, and 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 I and I actually. I'm a, I'm higher on Dar- Danny Ferry than you are. Yep. Um I am going to give him the benefit of the doubt for what happened in Cleveland just because the same reason how I believe players get better as they get older usually so do, so do GMs you learn from your mistakes you do all this and yeah he w- he wasn't the best in Cleveland but he was really good in Atlanta so i'm I think I think for this kind of situation, it's better to look at what happened recently because that's what he learned. He learned from his mistakes, and this is how he is
1: no, I agree with that but who do who do do you think that he's a long term solution or are there I think a, a big, player are there better guys that they can bring in like a David Griffin
0: or I, think, I don't I think that he absolutely could be a long term solution. I'm not sure that uh that David Griffin would want this job uh-huh. I'm not. I'm not sure if any of the if the top kind of GM candidates would want this job, and I think that he is a more than qualified option. If I if I was in a if I was a uh, New Orleans Pelicans fan, I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset if they fired him full time. But going forward, we're going to proceed as if he is the GM. He's there on an interim basis, but he started off strong. You see what he did today with the. Uh, with the NBA?
1: He, oh, Danny what exactly Ferry, happened?
0: So, so Danny Ferry contacted the NBA and is trying to get them to reconsider their stance that Anthony Davis has to play.
1: As they should. As they should. So, that's a good start right there. However, I have to say that after listening to some podcasts and talking with some friends over the past few days, I've kind of reconsidered some of my Anthony Davis stance. Originally I was full power to the players. Yep. Um that's that's always been my stance with a lot of this stuff. That's one of the reasons I don't watch the NFL. Fuck the NFL. Yeah, you watched it um... on every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um but I, I was on that on that wave with A D, but now that I think of it, like shit, like there is a contract, like this is his job, like is, there is a contract stating somewhere. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm fucking law the order as an attorney, but I'm sure that there's legal documents that say I, my, I, Anthony Davis hereby pledge to offer my services to, as a NBA player and play for the New Orleans Pelicans. I mean, yeah. Fuck, like, he kind of should, I don't know, he kind of should play. Like, I, 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 but. I, I I literally don't know. I'm so conflicted on this matter because also, if you're the Pelicans, if AD gets hurt, like you can fucking disband your franchise. I think, I and think, I think that
0: app. I think that both sides, honestly, I have no idea why one Anthony Davis would want to play. Mm-hmm. But well, on top of that, I just I'm I and I and I believe in player empowerment. I love. Uh, that the NBPA is the thing they just had a uh they just had a new group of uh, executive players take over as vice president and stuff uh-huh. so that's good i and I like that the, I like what they're doing, but from a pure business standpoint what th- if you think about this as a job uh-huh. Uh-huh. what job is there in the world? Where the employees have more power than the employer.
1: You're right. And You're right. You're right. There there is none. There is none. He is. There are employers and employees in the NBA. That's that is just, the way for you to look and I, at and it. I, and I get. And I get the whole player
0: empowerment thing, and I and I agree with it. I believe players should have more power. I believe mm-hmm. that players should have more say when it comes to trades and all that kind of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I do think that I do think that if if a team, the same way how if a job told you to no longer come to work, mm-hmm. that's just how it is. And if a team tells you you can't come to work anymore, you have to listen. You should have to listen. Mm-hmm. Because, because I, I, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the corporation takes precedence over the employee, and I feel bad saying that. I I, I really do because I like, I like, I I, I like player empowerment,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it and it sucks that 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 it's this way, but it is. Mm-hmm. Am, really? am, I, am I wrong for thinking like that?
1: No, it's a, even in the NBA, it's a dog eat dog world. Like, is it, you if you're the Pelicans, you need to look out for the interest of your organization number one. Yeah. If that's sitting AD and paying a 3 million dollar essentially in insurance policy, you do it. You yeah. gotta do what you got to do to protect your own. Yeah, the it's, same it's, way the same way
0: the same way how Anthony Davis is doing what's best for him in requesting a trade as he should be. Yes, and he has every right to do that. Mm-hmm. The Pelicans should be doing what's best for them. Exactly, as they should be.
1: And I, think, and I think
0: be. that there's, and I think that it should, it should go both ways like that. No, I now, totally agree. Now we're now we're we're gonna move on right here. We're going now we're gonna talk about the All Star Game.
1: Okay, so Will, first of all, because I didn't want to like bore my fucking self to sleep, because I wanted to <laughs> celebrate my my birthday a little bit with my parents. Because, you know, they hooked me up with mad-free alcohol and shit. A big-ass right. big bottle of champagne. I was trying to get turned. Nice. So I was like, you know what? I'm on a vibe right now. I'm not trying to mess this up and watch a bunch of, like, shitty pickup basketball. I could just go to the fucking Berkshire South or the YMCA and be like, okay, <laughs> look, look, some nice shitty pickup basketball. So what do you think about the All-Star game? Because I, I saw some highlights. Don't get me wrong. I, I did see some on YouTube. But because um, you watched the actual game, what did you think? I like
0: i like the concept of the all-star game and and i'm not just talking about the game itself i'm talking about the entire weekend yes i like the game itself uh i like i like this all-star all-star saturday night i even like all-star friday night i don't watch a celebrity game because i don't care about that but i do like I, i do like the concept of rookie sophomore but here's the problem ratings this year were way down Ratings this year for All-Star Weekend were down 11% from last year, which is a sizable decrease. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. And All-Star Saturday night was around where it was last year, but the game itself was way down. And I have some thoughts on, as do you, on how we can fix this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go day by day and give my thoughts, and then I want you to jump in if you have a different thought
1: or anything like that. All right. Sounds good. First of all, I just want to quickly shout out my motherfucking man, Joe Harris. <laughs> Three-point contest. He's one of <laughs> he, the best three-shooters He, shooters he
0: in shot. The he shot really well. So Tatum, won, Tatum won the skills contest on a half court. That was cool. Yeah,
1: Tatum looked good. Tatum looked good. The skills challenge is actually cool.
0: Anyway, yeah. let's,
1: get to it. let's get it. We'll get to
0: now. it. Now. Let's start off with with Friday night. Mm-hmm. It used to be the rookie sophomore game. Now it's Team USA versus Team World.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'd like them to go back to rookie sophomore. Mm, you think so? Absolutely. And 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 it was and and the rookie sophomore and the and the Team USA versus Team World game was. I mean, it's a cool concept. It's cool watching Ben Simmons and Luca on the same team, but. My problem is there was no reason for either of the two teams to be competitive, you know? Yeah. The reason why i was cool about the rookie-sophomore game is the sophomores are expected to win, so the rookies always come out on fire. The Mm -hmm. sophomores then feel like we can't get shown up by a bunch of rookies, and then they start trying, and Mm -hmm. then it becomes competitive like that. Yeah. So I'd like to see them go back to that. Mm.
1: I like that idea. I like that idea.
0: Yeah, it's it's. I, I I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to see a team of uh, DeAndre Ayton, Luka Doncic, uh, who, whoever else, whoever Bagley. else was in the game, Bagley, um,
1: Ooh, against against
0: <laughs> against you know Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, you know that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. With all this stuff, it's all about trying to instore some kind of nature of, exactly like that's why nobody gives a shit about the pro bowl yeah like nobody's now, ever it's 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 not yeah. even it's it's just not fun to watch this shit. it's just You're not
0: it's it, it's a glorified two and a half hour dunk contest yeah. which was better than the actual dunk contest itself and i'll get to that in a minute <laughs> okay let's get it let's get it now now we're gonna go to saturday night let's start off with the skills contest okay I love the skills contest. I love the concept of it. Why can't it be an actual skills contest, though? (laughs) I don't know how much of the uh, the skills contest you watched from this year. So these are my thoughts. Number one, the dribbling around the around the cones that they have to do. That's just that's
1: retarded. That's stupid.
0: That's. I mean I mean these are these are, are we en- in
1: fifth grade like these are these grown are, these men These are
0: NBA <laughs> players they should be able to dribble around a cone with no issue <laughs> There is nothing cool about that Maybe maybe they make it so like you know those you know those like low kind of bars that that, that that like people use to like you have to like dribble like below the bar like limbo
1: shit like the limbo dribble
0: Yeah yeah like that kind oh, of thing. Oh I like that idea Just I like that idea
1: Something a little more difficult where I like that idea yeah how about then, just like there's it, a there's a machine on the sideline that's just like shooting balls no no there's no just i don't think like, like it should it be skill related it. i think it should be skill related
0: but i'd like to see like not just dribbling around some cones but have to actually do some dribble work
1: i'd be interested with like do you think maybe like a blindfold shot or something,
0: like, but, is something that, blindfolded. But, is, but
1: is that but is that then
0: <laughs> enough skill then it's not a skills challenge Then it's just luck
1: well, I no, that is a skills challenge. It's like muscle memory. Morris Peterson made like a layup with his someone pulled like his Sean Marion pulled his headband over his eyes and he still made it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Then
0: then then we get then we get to the passing. The first pass in the skills contest, which is a chess pass. <laughs> into like into like one of those like kind of like it's it's basically like passing into a tire. Yeah. These again are NBA players. You get 3 tries to do it. Do you know how many people miss all 3 tries? You shouldn't get to keep going if you miss your 3 tries. You should have to stand there and keep going until you get the pass in. Yeah. It's a skills contest. Keep going till you get the skill correct. <laughs> it's like a I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to watch and I can't, I can't actually remember who did this. I know a few people missed all three balls. I think Tatum was one of them, so I'm just going to use him as an example. I apologize if he didn't, if this didn't happen to him. But if the, if Tatum misses all three passes and then continues the course, why is that fair to Trey Young or whoever who got the pass on his first try?
1: You know what this the skills challenge is. A lot of it, at least. It's like going it's like filming a, a basketball player, an NBA player going to Coney Island yeah. and doing one of those pop-a-shot basketball games. Yeah. And then just like them missing it. And then everybody's and we're all watching it. Like it doesn't like I, yeah. I just don't understand how so many of these skills are relevant. Like who gives a fuck if if this guy can throw a ball through a tire? Like why yeah. should I give a shit about this? No, I think I think it's fine. I think the I think the problem is that it just It's
0: only three tries. Like too many players miss all three tries
1: <laughs> no i agree i agree i just think that i think that this is such a far fetched idea but i think if there was like maybe like more obstacle course elements to this yes, if yes. It was like a basketball obstacle course then it would be more interesting yes if like it that wasn't would... on a flat plane if like oh do you want to get like... that kind of crazy <laughs> like if <laughs> yeah i wanted to get crazy <laughs> I wanted to get fucking crazy. Like, if the if the entire course was on, like, a, if the entire court was on a slope, if you, like, elevated the court, or imagine would, if you would, got, like, would, a trampoline. That would
0: be, that would be tough, though, because each player is going a, uh... Actually, no, they are both going the same direction. I don't know, just, I don't, I still want it to be, <laughs> I still want it to be actual basketball-related skills. But, I mean, we tried basketball-related skills, and this is what we get... <laughs> Better basketball-related <laughs> skills. All right, now the re- now now the last part of the skills contest is the th- is the three-point shot, and again, you get unlimited tries for this because it's just who can make it first. Why doesn't every player just pull up from a half court? You get another ball the second you get to uh, you get to the three-point line. And I don't like that because if, if – now, now I'm happy that Tatum won on a half court because I'm a Celtics fan. But if Tatum had lost on a half court like that, I would have been like, what the hell?
1: You know? Yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand. It's just like there's so many fl- flawed elements to the skills competition. Yeah. Like nitpicking one doesn't really do anything, you know?
0: That's yeah. That's
1: just the way I, I feel about it. It's, yeah. It's, it's a competition there's, there's, either, there's... to be completely overhauled to just throw it out.
0: Yes yes now, now 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 the next event the three-point contest love it don't change anything yeah there's nothing wrong with it
1: it's so nothing simple wrong with it's right it. to the point yeah it's exactly fun.
0: it's good maybe and i can't believe this is my solution but maybe um don't have like eight people shooting maybe make it six people
1: because
0: mm-hmm. like for me like we got to the sixth person i was like okay cool and then all of a sudden devin booker was shooting i was like wait devin booker's in this <laughs> and then and then also- and then and then there were so many people that went that I was like I forgot like who got what score. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, like mean, with all with all due respect league, to yeah. uh
0: to your, to your man Joe Harris, I <laughs> I forgot his score by the time we got like six people later. <laughs>
1: oh no, that's true. That's true. There are I I do think I agree that there are too many people in it now, and there's it there's not, I think that you, with the three point contest it's kind of just simplicity wins. As yep. far as it's like a, it's like kind of a like a, a DTF appointment with a girl, you know, like you or, or a date where both people know that there's sex at the end, you know. There's it's cut and dry. It's like okay, we're meeting up, we're having sex, we're leaving. You know, that's sure. the nice thing about it's like it's very really simple and to the point with the with the, with the three point contest. Not the best metaphor I've ever come up with. Uh, no, 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 but. <laughs>
0: I'm i just gonna, I'm you just gonna let that. You, go you get the it. idea. <laughs> now, now now the last event of All-Star Saturday night, and this has always been the biggest event, yeah, is the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. And this is where we need a huge change. Okay, let's hear it. Number 1. In this event, four people's too little. It
1: is. I agree with that.
0: We need we need five or six people. With a three-person final,
1: so other than Diallo, who was it? Was Miles Bridges?
0: It was Miles Bridges, Dennis Smith Jr., and John Collins, which leads into the second problem. Why were those the four? To be completely honest, like that's there have been worse fours. No, there has, there has. There was no Jeremy Evans this
1: year. (laughs) Jamario Moon, (laughs) but (laughs) James White. (laughs) <laughs> like, there have been some fucking bad for like, yeah, like slam but, dunk contest people. Now, Ooh, why are people hating on my man Amadou Diallo? People are saying, like, oh, he's one of the worst people to ever win a slam dunk contest. Like, Amadou Diallo is like kind of pretty good, especially well, I for, mean, like, I think a round pick. He can play some defense. He can, I think, I think some he's some definitely, stuff. I think he's definitely one of the worst players to win it. I mean, on paper right now, but I'm just saying that he, he's he got potential. People well, actually, yeah,
0: you know, but you. people aren't talking about potential. People are talking about right now. Now, I think, I think that the biggest, simplest fix for this is they need to offer a bigger payout. Mm. What's the reward right now? I, I don't actually know what the war, award uh, is right now, but I do know that it's not enough to get star players to do it. Mm-hmm. I want to see a dunk contest next year of Giannis, Donovan Mitchell, Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon. I want, like, the big names back, you know?
1: You know what would be interesting for a dunk contest? With all with all due respect to uh,
0: to 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 Dialu and to Col- Collins, I guess is a decent name, but like Dennis Smith Jr. and and uh, and Miles Bridges, those aren't names that are like, oh my god, like uh, Miles Bridges
1: is in the dunk contest. I need to go turn that on. You know? You know what I would be interested for the dunk contest. Is I think that each year they should have multiple winners of years past in it. Even if they're not technically in the NBA. This is I understand that it's this is active players. But fuck, who wouldn't want to see Nate Robinson back? I mean Like shit, I don't I don't think a little that bit taking, older. I don't think that taking a retired player or someone like Flight White or um shit, even I, I think Dwight should do the dunk contest again. I don't know if he can still jump with all like his his his, his injury issues yeah, at this Superman. point. Superman. But like he's still fucking Dwight Howard. He's still one of the most legendary dunk contest performers at all of all time. Like yeah. I think that I think that the the Dunk Contest should be more of kind of a greatest hits album rather than just like a random compilation of like okay. I hear what you're saying, but I like, but
0: I have a different fex. Okay. What if we get those players and have them be the judges?
1: Mm, I like that idea. I like that idea. That's a good idea. Or maybe it, just have, maybe one player who doesn't, or maybe have one judge who can, like, I wanna. I want to have, I want to have, I,
0: I want to have judges who all, like, who all have done this before, you know? I agree
1: with that. Like, because who the fuck gives, cares what, like, Charles Barkley thinks about your dunk, like,
0: yeah, it's like it's the last it's
1: like time I, Charles Barkley dunked. A I forget. Basketball.
0: It's like I forget like <laughs> the judges um, who were who were there uh, this year. But I remember like like a like, last year there was like a rapper there, and this year I want to see. <laughs> I want all the judges to be people that have like been in the dunk contest and understand like the severity, yeah. um, of what like, people a- are doing. So. That's 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 what that's one thought. But I w- I would like them to see them do something with the dunk contest. Honestly, now and, and this is where I g- we get into the biggest fix because I wanna I wanna wrap this up so we can get into awards here. It mm-hmm. comes with the All Star Game. Yes. If we are no longer going to do East versus West, it should not be twelve people from the East, twelve people from the West.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you're gonna hate me for saying this, and I mean no disrespect, but. If it is going to be like two captains and then drawing teams, uh-huh. I would much rather see Rudy Gobert and Luca and Demar Derozan there over Chris Middleton and
1: and, D- and D'Angelo Russell. I can't. I can't really disagree with that. Like. If it, it yeah. I will say I, I think Giannis is more entertaining to watch than DeMar DeRozan. Or well,
0: yes, yes, yes. But I'm saying but anyway. I'm saying, yeah, that I'm doesn't matter. If it would be a draft of the players, it should be the
1: 24 best players. Here's the thing. My, I, I, I do agree with that. My fix for the All Star game is so insane and awful wall, but I, I'm, I'm just gonna go with it. Yeah, I think that though making an all-star team should still be a thing. There should still be 13-man rosters and all that stuff should stay the same because making an all-star team still... 12-man, 12, 12 yeah. Yeah, it's still a great honor. But here's the thing. Uh, what the fuck is this, Little League? Like, every person has to play? We already know that, like, the players only really try or play, like, some kind of idea of defense in the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. So, my, me thinking about this... Let me just, just hear me out. Okay. Take out three quarters, make the game one 15 minute quarter, one fifteen 15 or maybe 16 minute quarter. And okay. i cool with letting players pick the teams, but here's the thing.
0: You mean just make each it like one 20 minute be,
1: game kind of thing? Yeah. Each team is comprised, not even 20 minutes. That might be too long. Each team is comprised of eight players. Okay. Five starters, three reserves. The captain of the team gets to pick whoever they want out of the player pool. That is the two all-star rosters from the East and West. All right. Tell me my uh, my idea is either genius or really genius. I don't. I actually <laughs> actually don't entirely mind that idea,
0: but it actually just gave me an an idea as you were okay. saying that. Okay. What if we make it? What if we make it like? The twenty best players, and we split them up into five teams of five, or sorry, four teams of five. Mm -hmm. And then we do basically like like a king of the court kind of thing.
1: Oh, and make it and make it
0: like games up to twenty-one. Winner stays on the court, and it cycles through.
1: I fucking like that.
0: These are competitive like guys. They're gonna want to stay on the court. LeBron's not gonna. LeBron's not gonna gonna want to lose to a team that has Durant on it. You know. I like that idea. I think we got
1: something. Well, you gotta talk to your man Adam Silver. Out of here, <laughs> I something.
0: actually you're actually Adam say that bro. out loud. I like that D- idea. This is a
1: good, we have good ideas here. I actually kind of like that. Ideas. Be fun. just throw away the celebrity All Star game. Nobody gives a fuck. Like seriously. Or or if you're gonna have it, just have real celebrities. Yeah, like who? What kind of fucking celebrities do they have? Like, oh, I, I, have looked I looked at the celebrity all star the game. The and say, like, hey, who the fuck is this?
0: I By the way, my man Who Chains
1: wanted to be in the celebrity all star game. He reached out to the NBA and has for the last few years, and they turned that? him down to give a spot to, to to fucking who? Wait, no, no, who? Who did you say? I missed where you said the James.
0: name. Oh, yeah, I. I shouldn't I shouldn't look at the at the celebrity list and be like, I've heard of five of these people.
1: Yeah, it's not okay Or just they should maybe just have I wouldn't be mad if they had like just an exclusive, an exclusively rapper celebrity all star game. Yeah, because those have been done before and they actually do kind of happen and they're actually entertaining. Like Chris Brown is good. Quavo really is awful. Tory lanes is awful and it's hilarious to watch. Like Snoop is decent. Quavo's really good. Yeah, Quavo's got some he's got he's got some athletic skills. He was like, what, he was a quarterback? He was
0: a quarterback and
1: a basketball player. Yeah, fuck Quavo. We came out with man Joe Budden. But anyway. Alright, ready, ready to get into the awards? Let's, let's get to the awards. This already let's do all it. Alright. First award here. MVP.
0: Who'd you, cho- Who, who'd you
1: choose? Um, I'm going MVP. Ugh, this is the MVP is so hard. It's just it is it's it's a toss up at this point between Giannis and Harden. It's it's whoever the fuck they want. I I really couldn't care. It's I every one of those guys. It is fine with me.
0: Yeah, I agree. If I had to choose one right this second, I would choose Harden.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that is a very tough decision. I just I was just. Harden's stretch that he went on with no Chris Paul and no Capella mm. I have never we will never see a stretch like that again scoring forty, forty points a game, you know, on on really good efficiency, going fifteen games in a row or whatever, where not a single one of your baskets has is assisted on. You know? Like we're just yeah. I just—it's incredible, and and I and it, and I would have nothing wrong if Giannis pulls back away and is MVP for the rest of the season. But at the three-quarter mark, that's what we need to clarify here. All these awards that we're saying, and we and we have both real awards and awards that we made up here. Mm-hmm. Every these are all the award winner at the three-quarter mark. So these are not our picks to win for the rest of the year. Yes. So my three-quarter MVP is Harden.
1: I'm just going to go – I'm going to go with Giannis just out of love for for the for Greek All right, that's fun. That's fine. That's fine. Kinda, I love Suvlaki. I love Euros. I love all that <laughs> stuff. Shouts out to King Suvlaki and Historic <laughs> Queens. Make sure to check that shit out. It's fuego. Right. Coach of the coach next year. <laughs>
0: coach of the year. Mike Budenholzer.
1: Yeah, me too. All right, that
0: was easy. Yeah, yeah he's, I, been, he's, I would he's say been
1: fantastic. My honorable mentions would be Billy Donovan, yep. Mike Malone, yep. Nate McMillan, Malone is mine. Kenny Atkinson. All right, yeah. I'll let I, I can't, get in their fifth spot.
0: I can't put Atkinson in because he blew. he's blown too many games on his own.
1: Yeah, but he's still done a really good job overall just being such a fantastic developmental coach. And I completely agree with where you want on Atkinson. I am not completely opposed to them firing after this season. Ooh, Here's the thing. What? I am on the Sean Marks bandwagon. Whatever he wants to do, I am fine with. I am yep. blindly faithful to Sean Marks. <laughs> it's insane. Whatever he wants. If he wants. Welcome. To, welcome. Welcome to the church of Danny Ainge. If he wants to give Damari Carroll the max,
0: let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Yikes. Yikes. All, right, we, all right. Because because we agree on coach of the year, not much to discuss there. It was uh, it was just it was just a very uh, it was it was an easy pick. He's been great for them this year. The team has improved a lot and Giannis Absolutely. is taking his game to a new level.
1: At the end of the day, I don't think Chris Middleton should be the second-best player on a contending team, and the Bucks are a contending team, so... Yeah. yeah, Chris Middleton's a perfect third player. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, he's he's a completely perfect third player. If he were in could, L.A. with yeah. maybe Lebr- with LeBron and AD or Beal or someone like that, I mean, that that's that's a perfect third guy. Someone who doesn't really care about the spotlight... Good teammate, unselfish, good defender, spaces the floor. I mean, what else could you want in 2019?
0: Yep. All right. Next up, again, I'm we're going to agree on this one. Rookie of the year, Luca. Luca done easy. Awesome. Should have been an All Star this year. You know what I was thinking about Luca? Just to mm-hmm. quickly talk about Luca here for a second. I know we talk about Luca a lot. Mm-hmm. If the Mavericks were to call every team in the league and say and say, who won't we want any player in the league for Luka, Which players would the teams be like? No, you can't have him for Luka? If 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 salaries were no issue, um, or or if like if like we didn't have to worry about balancing salaries, I think the only players untouchable in a Luka trade would be like Steph Curry, James Harden, Giannis, and Embiid. Is LeBron untouchable? I mean, LeBron is thirty-six years old. Did you say AD? No, 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 no. If the Mavericks called the Pelicans and said, we'll give you Luka for AD, they'd say, hell yes.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I... I yeah, I I think... No, I think you're right, actually. AD isn't untouchable. I agree no, 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 top no. Class, I mean... But...
0: No, no, because I, I just mean, like, factoring in players' contract situations, too. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, no, no, I agree. I agree. You're right. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Luka's just... He, he's been... Luca has the fifth most trade value in the league, I think. There's no excuse for how good he's been. Like, there's no real rational explanation other than this guy is just fantastic. Other than he's just a fantastic
0: basketball player. Yeah. All right.
1: Next award. Sixth man of the year. Lou Williams, Clippers.
0: All right. That's good. I like it. I'm going Sabonis.
1: Ooh, ooh. Sabonis is definitely Sabonis or Siakam is probably tied for runner-up for me, and I'll let my man Spencer Dinwiddie, representing Brooklyn, New York, get in as an honorable mention. I'll give him I, a nomination.
0: Yeah, I think, I think Dinwiddie's missed a few too many games. Yeah. And I believe Siakam has started a majority of the games for the Raptors this year. Oh, he has been? I might, I might be wrong. I'm actually looking it up right now. Yeah, he started every game for them this year. Oh, oh. Well, now he won't be, but... So. Any, yeah,
1: wait. Are <laughs> anyway. they moving, are they moving Ibaka uh, to the bench with Gasol? Yeah. Ooh, no, okay. no, no, no. They're, they're bringing Gasol off the bench. Actually, I like that idea. It's, it's yeah. a smart idea. I'm actually, he's I'm a fan of that. But now, Lou Williams has been nasty this year. I mean, he's he has, he Lou has. Williams just doesn't. Fantastic. He just Lou doesn't Williams. really age. Yeah, like, he's, he's put one up twenty a game. Like he's uh, one of very
0: few <laughs> players who he comes in off comes in off the bench, and you're like, okay, this guy has the potential to score forty points right now.
1: Yeah. And he's done just that. And multiple, done like, that in, in the last month, even he's put up he put up thirty-nine and thirty-five minutes against the Pistons. Yep. He put in he's thirty-one great. and thirty-two against the Hornets. Forty five like, like and thirty-four Williams. minutes against the he's a game. Changer. He's a game changer. He's still even at age thirty two.
0: I, I just I just like I just would pick Sabonis because I think Sabonis could, had an all star case this year. He did. And he did. And I love, I love how he's been playing. I love how McMillan has utilized him. Mm-hmm. He's, a,
1: he's a, com- he'd also, he's really a Swiss Army knife. He'd also that's be a good pick
0: for Most Improved Player, which is our next award. However, I'm going Pascal Siakam for that
1: award. I am going. Dun dun dun, dun, dun. Here we go, D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell. Russell. Okay. You're yep. <laughs> Brooklyn in the building. You already know what the deal is. Barclays that's, Center for the fair. Street. Let's That's more go than D'Angelo there. Russell. My thing with D'Angelo, even though Siakam is he's he's number two for me. Yep. Siakam isn't the best player on his team. D'Angelo no. is. That's no. why D'Angelo the gets reason, it. the reason why I put Siakam over
0: Russell is because for some like like you watch Siakam play and you're like, okay, this is who Pascal Siakam as. Mm-hmm. I watch D'Angelo Russell play and I think, can he consistently keep this up? He has been. In a non-contract year.
1: I think, I, I think that D'Angelo is... And I think he can. I think that he can do it. I feel like D'Angelo is kind of like an impressionable kid. You need to surround him with the right guys. Yes. And that's exactly what the, the Nets could not have surrounded him with better veterans as far as getting Ed Davis in there, Jared yep. Dudley, Damari Carroll... Like, they, they've given him every perfect veteran presence. Guys yep. who have seen it all in this league with someone like Atkinson. And the reason that I do believe D'Angelo can keep this up is just in the great strides I've seen him as a leader. Yeah. There was a game about two, three weeks ago where D'Angelo was pouting and he got well, he, the fourth against the Celtics in, a, in like yep. a one-point game yeah like it was a close game, and he got benched. Yeah, he week.
0: wasn't. Yeah, he, he got benched
1: because he wasn't hustling. D'Angelo could have gone to the media after the game. He would have last year, and he would have if he were with the Lakers. That's what Kyrie would do. Ah, uh, fuck the coach. Uh, he's doing a terrible. <laughs> I <laughs> take, got to Take that a, way. <laughs> take t- take a drive-by shot at Kyrie right there. Yeah. Um. And he, D'Angelo could have. Yeah, he could have pulled with Kyrie. He could have said, "Oh, fuck my teammates. My coach sucks. They pulled me out of the game. I'm the best player on this team. What do you want?" But you know what he said? My bad. I'm sorry. I need to do better than that. I'm not gonna do that again. I'm gonna learn from that. And you know what he did? Exactly that. He owned yep. up to shit like a man. He realized he made a mistake, and he came back from it. That's what leadership is. He's the best player on this team. The Nets know it. And the crazy thing about this year is that, like, originally I thought that D'Angelo was just going to, like, his, his ceiling was perennial all-star. But is, is his ceiling like Damian Lillard now?
0: No, for the pure fact that he still isn't very good around the rim.
1: I agree with that. D'Angelo, that's, that's D'Angelo's whole thing this offseason, as far as just... And he, I didn't, I didn't, I don't didn't see- even
0: know how bad it was until I heard Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer say, uh, that D'Angelo Russell has the lowest free throw rate of any player in NBA history to take over, like, 11 shots a game.
1: And someone who makes, like, 80% of the stuff, like, like, D'Angelo needs to... That, that's, like, what that's what not, that, that, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, he, he just needs to, and here's the thing, like, that's something that I, I think it, it's all about. He just needs more reps than that. There's no real I- excuse, and I I think that maybe one of the reasons is just because he's because of the Nets offense, he's been accustomed to taking and and being comfortable with taking so many jump shots. Yeah. But he just needs to he just needs to, and he's a good he's a crafty shot maker. Like he has a very good floater that he needs to if he can f- find ways to draw more contact and get more and ones off that. His yep. point total is going to go up another three, four points, I think. He can do that. He just needs more reps and to work on that more in the offseason. But with his character strides, I don't see why that can't happen. I think D'Angelo Russell is a max player. Yep.
0: Uh, I, think, I think they're going to have to give him a max. Yeah, there's no other option. Now, the next award, Defensive Player of the Year. Who are you going with? Paul George. Yep, that's why I picked, two. All right. I I would not be upset <laughs> if Rudy Gobert won. Yeah. I think that Rudy Gobert would be a good choice. However, I think Paul George has just been fantastic this year. We he has about
1: the MVP earlier. He's a, we talked yeah. about MVPs earlier and he's number 3. This whole year Paul George proved that he's not just one of those star, not superstar, guys. He is a legitimate superstar. Westbrook understands that he's the best player yep. on the team, which is really interesting to see.
0: Which is funny because he never did that with
1: Durant. He never did it. I think, like, I wonder if there was something, like, going on behind the scenes, like, Russell didn't fucking like Durant the entire time. Yep. Like, you know what Russell is right now? It's like when... It's like last the last two years... The, 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 the last Paul George years, when he had Oladipo... That was like his bachelor party, you know. When people, when guys say before they get married, like, uh, "I want to sow my wild oats. I want to have some fun in college. I want to just just have a lot of sex as a single man in New York." You know, when guys say that, and like the bachelor party is supposed to be like the last uh, get get all your fucking sexual demons out, have some fucking lesbian threesomes and shit. That's what Russell getting a little weird. Like that's what Russell Westbrook's like two years without Durant were. That was, yeah. He was, like, getting all his, like, weird sex demons out of the way so he could be, like, a faithful husband in marriage. He's not, okay. like, a faithful husband. Yeah, he's... Good. <laughs> he's, he's
0: okay, I, I guess I get what you were going for there. Um, however, I'm not really going to address that too much. I, but I will say that he has been... Him and Paul George have been fantastic this year together. And honestly... Honestly, I'd still, as bad as Westbrook has shot the ball this year, I still think that he is an all-NBA-level player. I'd put him at third team. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree.
0: All right, next up, executive of the year. I'm picking Masai Ujiri with the Raptors. And this goes up to, right up to now. Masai Ujiri... Traded DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi, which was a very tough trade, obviously. DeMar DeRozan is the best Raptor of all time. Mm -hmm. Not the best player they've ever had, but the best Raptor. And it's tough to trade him, and it's tough because they were such a good team with him. But he did it, and it's worked out. The fact that he managed to get Danny Green as a throw-in... Danny Green so, is not a throw in level player. Danny Green is still a <laughs> Danny Green is still a could you could make the finals with him as your starter level player. Yeah, he is. He is. And and they just might do that. They they have built a fantastic defensive group between between Kawhi. To have Kawhi, OG Ananobi, and Pascal Siakam all as defensive wings on your on your team is hard. And throwing a baca. Yep, Abaca has had a resurgent year. Mm-hmm. They, they they traded for Marcus Saul which gives them a look that they've never had. They mm-hmm. signed Jeremy Lynn out of nowhere. And they um they they re signed Fred Van Fleet for a very cheap contract.
1: Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. They, I love friend, Fred Van Fleet so much.
0: I mean they basically acquired Marcus Saul for one rotation player, Delon Wright.
1: And they weren't even playing Valanciunas.
0: Yeah, Valanciunas had had, had had a broken finger for the last two months. CJ Miles had been bad this year, and they got Marcus Saul out of that. Yeah. And this was also, in some ways, a salary dumping move because Marcus Saul might end up just opting out of his player option this year, and then they just get all the money off the books. Yeah. And the I am with- so impressed with what Ujiri did. And I guess I guess he knew better than all of us. I thought it was kind of a mistake that they fired Dwayne Casey, and I still think Dwayne Casey's a fantastic coach. But Nick Nurse has been really good.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think that the thing with Ujiri, what makes him one of the best executives in the league, period, on a perennial basis. He's, I mean, he's top five without a doubt. Yeah. Oh and yeah, because he has the. I, I don't know. I put Danny H in the conversation, but. Ujiri has some of the biggest balls I've ever seen from an executive. Oh, that yeah. That Kawhi trade was gutsy. Yes, And it looking was. back to his, his time in Denver, he yeah. did not make easy trades. No. Nene was a fan favorite and was the best player on that Nuggets team before that, the, the pre-George the, – the, the George Carroll, like, NBA Association Nuggets. Yep. Like, Nene was really good back in the day. Yes, he, he that was. That was a ballsy move, and he made the Carmelo trade. And
0: honestly, and honestly, to this to this day, with as well as the Kawhi Leonard trade has worked out,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm still not sure I would have made that trade in his position. Yep. Just because that's tough. I think it was definitely the right move, and and there's a, yes, there's a chance Kawhi Leonard might leave, and then they might be stuck with nobody. But
1: it it was worth it. It was worth that's, it. That's the thing with ujiri he's the guy who goes broke or goes home that's yep. what he does and that's what makes him a great executive that's yep. even what he does in the draft when you look at someone like siakam who executives didn't even they didn't even know who the fuck he was and they took him in the first round yep. he worked out fantastically. And, and, and and credit and, and credit ujiri like, yeah. yeah
0: yeah i was just gonna say bruno Caboclo. Yep, exactly. credit ujiri if he likes a guy he will he will take that risk and there's yeah. very few gms that will that will go with the guy they want versus the guy they should take in the mock draft okay. and even when it doesn't work out with Kaboklo, granted Kaboklo this year with the grizzlies has been pretty good
1: yeah i, lo- I love the signing for chris wallace like what a fantastic yeah move. i know what Just a like,
0: I like how yeah. the fuck what, what we- a sentence like, i never thought i'd say
1: yeah, what, <laughs> how did like, someone like the Cavs or, or Knicks just pointlessly tanking, like not try to give yeah. Bruno Caboclo like 30 minutes instead of who's Mario your, Zanja, Like,
0: who's your, who's your executive of the year?
1: Sam Presti. Okay, no, see,
0: he's my runner-up. He's my runner-up.
1: Some of the Sam Presti moves, I give him credit for weathering the storm and instead of making rash judgments, seeing how they play out. And yep. Presti is just, in the aftermath of KD leaving, he's done a really solid job in building uh, the the team. As far as yeah. um, PG trade worked out great for both sides at this point. I thought it was ex- extremely one-sided when it first went down, as did a lot of people. I was like, what the fuck is P- Kevin Pritchard doing? Yeah, But that was a tr- good trade for both teams. And yes, it was. And a very PG a very, was a fantastic move, obviously.
0: A very rare works out great for both teams trade. Usually when there's a superstar level trade, it does not work out for both teams. Mm -hmm. And one incredible, incredible that to this day, both teams would do that trade over in a heartbeat. Yeah, I agree. Or or do it, do it all over again in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Incredible. That never happens. Even with Oladipo's injury. And, and we don't know. Hopefully, hopefully I pray that Oladipo comes back to be the player he was. Mm-hmm. But even if he doesn't, you still make that trade.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think the, the, the thing with Presty is that he had one of the most underrated off seasons, as far as signing someone like Noel, who I who I've been a fan of for a while. Yep. God, had some Den- weird Dennis situations. Schroeder trade. Mm-hmm. And what and uh, they just signed Marquise Morris. So it's going to be interesting to see how that pans Morris. out. I like that signing for him. They got um Jeremy Grant on three years, twenty seven million. He's really just put all his ability. He, he's always been someone with a lot of ability, but he's really put it together this year and has looked fantastic. Yep. Um, and yep. Terrence I, Ferguson's been good. I, I want to I, give Presti credit as someone who, I, I've said this before as far as, I feel like late first rounders who have always, who have been perennially what OKC has gotten, obviously because of yep. Westbrook and KD, that Presti has done a fantastic job with finding really good role players. In yep. those slots as far as he's not on the team anymore, but someone like Abrinus. Um, and they got Deontay Burton is good. I yeah. really like him. He's he, yeah. he fills the void and, that uh, and, 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 and things Patterson have and sports things... left left and like Diallo. Yeah, and, things, um, things have yeah, worked Ferguson.
0: out with Abrinus, obviously, but still he was good for them while it lasted.
1: Exactly. And it's gonna be interesting when Roberson comes back and Presty just kind of on his feet built a tough yeah, defensively minded team that and is, is doing the second a great job it
0: together. Uh-huh.
1: He's one of my coach of the year candidates, and yeah. yeah, Pressy just did a great job with this team. All right, so we're 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 already going long here
0: with this podcast, so we're gonna skip or we're gonna go. We're not skip through. We're gonna go through the rest of our topics a little bit
1: quicker. Uh-huh. Worst offseason signing. I'm going. This is a tandem pick. Worst executive of the year and worst offseason moves. I got to give it to Magic and Palenka. Yep, I,
0: that, that's exact. My worst offseason signing, I just wrote everything Lakers. And, and, and I'm actually going to change it from worst offseason signing to worst offseason move. This uh-huh. is everything they did in the offseason. First, they waived Thomas Bryant, mm. who has been very good for the Wizards this year. Yep. Then they signed LeBron. I don't give them credit for that yes that was that was much more LeBron deciding to go there than them getting him yeah I'm then never they gonna signed, again, yeah then then they signed k c p for twelve million dollars, Rondo yeah. for nine million dollars yeah. Beasley for three million dollars yeah. JaVale McGee, which is eh. He's actually then, been
1: pretty good this year, <laughs> strangely enough. he's been yeah. a nice then year.
0: Lance Stevenson for five million dollars.
1: Yes, yes,
0: yes, I know, I know you like Lance Stevenson, but who Favorite was who else was paying him who else was paying him five million dollars? I'm sure a bunch of teams would. They were the only <laughs> team that offered him a contract. They could have given him a minimum. They gave him five million dollars.
1: I love Lance. He's actually been pretty good this year. Then, but... then, then <laughs> they stretched Louell Dang. Uh yeah, kind of which can to do that. Again, at
0: the surface level you kind of have to do, but now they're paying him for like the next 3 or 4 years. Uh-huh. Just honestly, you you, you want to talk about all the all the young players and assets they had. Just give up one to get rid of Lueldang. Yeah. Don't 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 just do it like this. Or again, if they weren't going to pay anyone this summer, keep them on your
1: books for one more year. Then trade him next year, and the thing with, that makes the Lakers offseason extra egregious is the amount of players who are good, who are damn good NBA players. Joe Harris, Brooke Lopez, yep. my man Mantras well, Harris. This doesn't, this doesn't even Lee. get. Into, he didn't this get, even over, get in. over twenty million dollars. Any of them?
0: Yes, and, of, and then them. and then this goes into even worse. Um. This goes even worse. These are the players that the, that the Lakers under Magic and Polenka that the Lakers have let go of: mm-hmm. Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell,
1: <laughs>
0: Rick Lopez, man Lopez, and, and Isaiah Thomas. Now it, it remains to be seen what Isaiah can become uh, mm-hmm. post injury. But all through all four of those players, I'd rather have. For, over everyone I named before,
1: yeah, I completely agree. And this is the and the thing with the Lakers' off season is that there's there were other bad off seasons. Like I would say, maybe the second or third best worst off season is the Houston ownership not wanting to pay the luxury tax, which yeah. meant they lost Ariza and Bamute. They signed Mello, which wasn't ever a good idea. I actually, first I actually, I actually have to,
0: give, to. I MCW.
1: actually. <laughs> They got MCW. You actually
0: have to give Daryl Morey credit. He killed the trade deadline now. He managed yeah. to get under the salary cap while improving
1: their team. Yeah. And this actually brings me to one of my best offseason in-season yep. moves. This but, isn't one of this isn't number 1, but signing Kenneth Farid. He's been yeah. a revelation for Houston. He's, he's, he's been, been great. fantastic. He's been and great. And I was actually annoyed with, Ke- with, uh, with, with a lot of Nets fans who I saw on, on the fucking social medias who were like, ah, Kenneth Reed, why is Rodion Kourouds getting more minutes than Kenneth Fareed? Kevin Kenneth Reed is the manimal. Yo, here's the thing, Nets fans. Understand fucking basketball before you talk about that. I like Kenneth Farid. I've always been a Kenneth Fareed fan. Garden State representative, even though I don't fuck with the Garden State. It's New York adjacent, so I like Kenneth Farid. He's from Newark. Um, and uh, Okay. And I was actually happy that they got him in the offseason. Um, and the thing with Kenneth Farid, though, is he still can't fucking hit a jump shot. No. So, Kenneth no, Farid, no, no. why are you bitching about minutes if you can't hit a fucking jump shot? Get in the gym and practice your shot because you know what? If you play in the Nets, you need to know how to space the floor. Yep. But anyway, he that's not so so saying. so let's he's, so let's let's go Capella's role and has been fantastic when Capella was hurt. Yep.
0: So let's go into best offseason signing, yes. and then we'll get into best in move. But right now, best offseason signing, I I did I said the Milwaukee Bucks getting Brooke Lopez for a minimum contract. I agree. I agree. They got they got Brooke Lopez for less money than the Lakers got Javale McGee. Mhm. Again. Another shot at Magic and Palenka.
1: Yeah, and Julius Randle's been fantastic in New Orleans. Yep. He's a legitimate building block for their future. Yes, he is. Yes, he is, if they, if they
0: choose to keep him. Definitely. Now, best in-year move. My pick is the Clippers trading Tobias Harris get and getting two first-round picks and Landry Schammett. Mm-hmm. They traded a player. Actually, they traded two players because uh, or three players because Mike Scott and uh, Bo and Boban as well. Mm -hmm. Um, They had no intention of keeping Harris, Marjanovic or Scott. All three are free agents at the end of this year, and they weren't going to keep a single one of them. And Mm -hmm. they managed to get two first round picks and Landry Shamet for them. All hail Jerry West. I get it that, like, the Sixers, like, it, it's not even that bad of a trade for them, I guess. But Jerry West knocked this one out of the park. He got the unprotected 2021 Miami Peck.
1: Mm-hmm. not you can't, you can't tell me Incredible. Jerry West, because he's this fantastic of an executive, you can't get, tell me he's not getting one of... Kawhi, Katie, or Kyrie in this year's free agency. I'm, yeah. I'm convinced he's getting one of the three. I'm convinced he's getting one of the three. And I would actually say that's a, Tobias. It would Harris not shock me move. if they got. Uh, if, or even if,
0: two, if they got yeah, it wouldn't shock me if they got Kawhi.
1: Uh-huh. And I would say my best in season move, I've got the Clippers as the runner up for that move, but I got to give it to Dallas at the trade deadline as far as get, trading for fucking poor Zingas? And yep. getting rid of Harrison Barnes. I think yep, that's that was, Getting Justin Jackson, who's a good young player, in return. I got to just give, give fucking credit to the Mavericks. Fantastic deadline. Yeah. Next year, even if Porzingis doesn't play a, year, a game this year, who gives a shit? Get him healthy for next year. Porzingis yep. and Luca could be a dominant force for years to come yep. that people would want to come play with.
0: Yeah, but shout out, but shout out Lawrence Frank, shout out Jerry West. They they
1: killed it, definitely.
0: They killed it, and I and I actually I actually don't give Lawrence Frank enough credit. He is their he is their president of basketball operations. As much as as much as I want to praise Jerry West, he only is an advisor. It's it is it is Lawrence Frank that's actually yeah. doing the work.
1: So next now, we have worst in season move. Yep. Do so, you got, Will? for me, it's
0: the Chicago Bulls signing or or uh, hiring Jim Boylan.
1: Ooh, I like that idea. I like that. I like I that. I wanted,
0: I wanted, I so, so wanted to make it the Phoenix Suns buying out Tyson Chandler a week into the year. Oh, that's mine. Get, get, get me into fucking that,
1: Phil. <laughs> give me one second.
0: So I'll let you rant about that in a second, because that was my runner up. But Jim Boylan this year has been a disaster. They, and on top of that, there is no way he's their coach in the future. I get that they didn't really like Fred Hoiberg, but I think Fred Hoiberg's still a decent coach. I would much rather have Fred Hoiberg for the rest of this year than Jim Boylan. Jim Boylan's making his guys do push-ups. He's making them. He's making them run extra suicides the day after a back-to-back game. Like, get over yourself, Jim Boylan. This is the NBA. This isn't college. This isn't high school. These are grown adults getting paid
1: millions of dollars. I thought it was hilarious when I read that um, Jim Boylan uh, did this stuff because he thought he was Greg Popovich. Yeah, so that's he- hysterical.
0: <laughs> I actually, I actually remember Jim Boylan sitting on the uh, on the Spurs bench,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he's an intense dude. He's an intense dude.
1: I actually don't blame the hire. Like hire any coach from the Spurs system, and I'm proud. No, they should have known he was
0: crazy for looking
1: at him. Yeah, but like it's 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 bad. I've never seen someone lose a locker room in like three days. Three days. It was like three hours. Isn't that like a, a Jennifer Aniston movie, like How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days? Like, yep. How to is- How to Lose <laughs> a Locker Room in Ten? Minutes. <laughs> you can make a movie on Jim Boylan. Like, <laughs> all right. Now, now. Give you,
0: I'll give you 30 seconds on Tyson Chandler here.
1: James Jones. Here's the thing, James Jones. If you build the Phoenix Suns into a dynasty, and just, yeah, he, he bought Tyson Chandler out in, like, what, the fucking second week of this season? In oh, order right. as, in, to do a favor for LeBron James, who was an old friend of his, because, you know what, LeBron James said, you know what, James Jones, come over here, here with me to Miami. Let's go to South Beach. I'm going to win you a title. Help me win a title. So... James Jones. And in Cleveland. James Jones. Good point. I forgot about that. James Jones. If you build the Phoenix Suns into a dynasty with Devin Booker as the best player and DeAndre Ayton's doing work and Elio Kobo and Josh Jackson becomes Draymond Green and ah, and, and Robert Sarver becomes owner of the year, you know what? Great for you, James Jones. If you can build them into a, a dynasty, fantastic. And you know what you can do? When you can afford to do, when you've built a dynasty, you can afford to do personal favors that are not just a legitimate asset that you could flip for even a fucking second, around her. Yep. A legitimate asset. You just you fucking buy him out and give him to LeBron. Like, what the fuck are you doing, James Jones? If, you, if you're so pressed to do a favor for LeBron, how about you buy him coffee or wash his car or something like that? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like car, this signing at all. Or I didn't— keys? Do some, I didn't like some this fucking move at all. And then Russia's call. You know, what's are I'm you saying? telling I'm me you've of- gotten something for him? Like, come on. Yes. And there's like, and here's the thing. I like Blaze Pizza. I look forward to LeBron's guy. He's he's on his businessman shit. Blaze Pizza's fire. I'm am I'm gonna go there tomorrow night. I think with my man Jason. The Meat Eater Pizzas fire. I'll always get that. Hey, here's the thing, James Jones. You want to do a favor for LeBron? How about you fucking deliver pizza to his house? Get your fucking Blaze Pizza hat. Get in your car and deliver him some pizza if you want to do him a favor. How about that? Instead of yep. just completely screwing over your team and, and losing an asset. How about yep. that? All right. That's Next all I got. Up. To say. Next, Next up.
0: up. No complaints on that. Next up, we, we're, we, we got three more quick topics here. These are some topics that we made up. All right. Julian, you're watching the game. It's like a Tuesday night. You know, you're, just, you're, you're, you're seeing what games are on. You see a certain game is on. Who is that one player that's making you change the channel and be like, yeah, I'm not watching this?
1: Oh, man. It hurts for me to say. But on the Brooklyn Nets, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. I can't stand when he plays. Well, I've never – here's the thing. I've said in the past, and I don't back down from this, one of my heat check predictions, I thought Rondé Hollis Jefferson could be an All-Star someday. If, I were you saying that. And this is a fringe all-star. He could sneak onto an all-star team in the Lamar Odom kind of super reserve kind of fashion. If he, I don't could, think he ever been an all-star what? game, did he? If he didn't, he was damn close and should have. I forget about the I, I forget, but, but Lamar Odom was an all-star caliber caliber player at one point in his career. Yep. And and if Ronde Hollis Jefferson could figure out a way to with, with some magical sorcery to, to shoot 35% from three and get a half decent jump shot, I could see that. He's a talented player. But here's the thing: Ronde Halls Jefferson's shot is so bad, he should it's get really bad. He should get zapped with a cattle prod every time oh, he yikes. contemplates taking a jump shot. That's how bad his jump shot is. Ronde Halls Jefferson's jump shot is so bad, he's actually a pretty decent player as far as layups and dunks around the rim. And you know how bad his jump shot is? He's the worst layup percentage in the league because the defenders sag off of him like 10 feet. Defenders play defense like he has a restraining order. They play defense like Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker can play defense on Ronnie hollis Jefferson. That's how bad his shot is, son. It's like yeah. fucking Judge Judy is on the court and she's telling the defense, "You better stay the fuck away. There's a restraining order on you." That's what the fuck is happening. By the yeah. way, Judge Ju- I, this is a hot take of mine: Judge Judy and Jerry Springer should have a show together. So like, Judge Judy can like do a like put a put like a fucking judgment and then they can like throw cake at each other naked and shit. And like, there'd be being- all, <laughs> right. <a> <laughs> no, all right. That's weird. Crazy fucking stuff. No, no, I right. was right. thinking about Ron Day.
0: Let's um, hear it. I do not advocate for him getting shocked every time he takes a jump shot. <laughs> However, yeah, I agree that he should not be taking that many jump shots. He is the worst. I th- I think it's I think it's safe to say he's the worst shooter in the league.
1: Yes, it's true. It's a fact. It's a dead ass fact. He's got
0: he he he's got about the same aim as a uh, as a stormtrooper in Star Wars. <laughs> Now, <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. That's kind of funny, though. But, but yeah, my, my one player, and I can't believe I'm saying this because he's also my MVP pick, James Harden.
1: He's my runner-up.
0: I don't like watching James Harden play basketball. And I feel bad saying that because he's such a fantastic player. I think he's, I think if the season ended right now, he's MVP. But I don't like watching him play basketball.
1: Here's the he's thing. If, if you he, like he's James Harden play basketball. You're a fucking weirdo. Just like it's like one of your fetishes is like to to fucking watch basketball players take free throws, like twenty free throws a game. Like how yeah, I is just that?
0: I just I don't I don't I don't like the draw the 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 draw foul. I don't like now he's got a beautiful step back jump shot. Mm-hmm. He also travels on it a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. and i and i and i actually don't really have an issue with that if they're not going to call it go ahead and keep doing it but yeah but i just i I just i watch him play and it's just it's not the most exciting brand of basketball it's boring as shit
1: how's that yeah
0: yeah i i don't like watching the houston rockets play basketball because of it and i've yeah so it's tough, but that's that's my choice. The uh, next agree. award in the,
1: in the next, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go on.
0: Go on. My bad. Okay. <laughs> no, the, the next award we have is the keep getting them checks guy.
1: Of the year. Let's do it. Shout of out to Dylan Rose, by the so, way, quitting so, this term. This very famous yep. term.
0: So what this means is a player who is well past their prime, who is somehow still getting paid to be on an NBA roster, and you just can't figure out why. My okay. pick. Yep, let's hear it. Udonis, Haslam.
1: Mm. Udonis Haslam
0: used to be a fantastic player. He is, he is the only undrafted player to ever lead his team in a, in, a, uh, in a major statistical category. He's the Heat all-time leader in rebounds. Makes sense. And he used to be great, but now Udonis Haslam is what, like 40 years old and hasn't been playing in the last five years? I can't believe he's still on the team.
1: Yeah, it's pretty incredible, and Udonis Haslam's kind of just seamlessly made the trade. The the not nah, not trade. I mean, um, the transition from just fantastic glue guy to just fantastic locker room presence to just yep. a keep getting them checks, guy that you need on your team. And he's gonna have a. I'm sure and he's, he's gonna done be like it Joanne so Howard. seamlessly.
0: Yeah. He's done it so seamlessly that you forget, like. Yeah. He's like he's—he's he's, he's definition like, of a keep that name. He is he's his not, definition. Yeah, it hasn't been like, well, like, like, like I know, like, um, you were you were gonna pick uh Jared Dudley, and I still am, and you're still gonna pick him. The thing with Jared Dudley though is he's still getting paid enough money where it's like, where it's like, um, how did he get that contract or something like that?
1: But Udonis Haslam has just kind of gone under the radar. Yeah, you know. He did, he, for me, I'm not giving him the award for this year, but I'm giving him the Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> no, I give that to Juwan as a K- Howard. Guy. Oh, no, no, no. Jawan Howard's retired. I'm still giving it. <laughs> this is the, I'm giving it to a relevant player. As a lifetime
0: sh- achievement? If I, if, I, if I said, hey, Udonis Haslam is actually still a member of the Miami Heat, he's not an assistant coach, you would have to double check it. <laughs> yes, that's a fact. <laughs> which, which, which I think is why he's the all time leader. All right. Yeah. Explain to me why you're choosing Jared Dudley.
1: Here's the thing. The reason I'm choosing Jared Dudley is I believe he is, as someone who still, here's the thing. Jared Dudley did get minutes earlier this year just because of a lot of injuries, but because the Nets are actually going to be, God forbid, God, pr- not, not God forbid, but like I pray in a week and a half or two when Spencer's doing what he gets back, the Nets are actually going to have their full team for the first time this year. Yep. <laughs> We're going to have, like, the full team, finally. That hasn't, hasn't happened yet. And as a result, Jared Dudley might play, like, three minutes a game. And, yep. I, and I think three minutes a game is fine for a keep-getting-them-checks guy. Richard Jefferson was a keep getting a checks guy for five years, and he still actually had some contributions. No, no, no. He, he, had, he,
0: he, he had that dunk in the finals. That that immediately Yeah, heard, Jared, Richard
1: Jefferson, it. legend, legend. Anyway, um, Jared Dudley, just the leadership that he's brought to this Nets team, as far as a team with so many young guys who – have seemed to mature beyond their years. And honestly, I have no fucking idea how D'Angelo Russell somehow like became a confident and composed leader with maybe a work ethic in a year, but I got to give it to Jared Dudley. Also, I want to give a honorable mention to Zach Randolph.
0: I don't know who taught
1: these, these fucking Kings kids in a terrible organization. I have no idea who taught them to be professionals and Zach Randolph who used to drink at halftime, get yeah, DUIs. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, like, if, I you, if I had told you, if I told
0: you, if I had told you 10 years ago that Zach Levine was going to, I mean, sorry, not Zach Levine, I mean, Zach Randolph was going to be one of the most respected players in the league, you, you'd ask me if I had been sharing a drink with with Zach Randolph. <laughs> Man, you
1: remember it's, when Zebo was on the Knicks with Marbury and Isaiah Thomas? Like, how much of a shit show that was? Or or,
0: or or when he was on the Jailblazers.
1: Oh my God. Zach Randolph's autobiography is going to be fucking fun. Yeah. Like I, I haven't found like a. I think Zach Randolph has the second best rebrand I've seen in professional sports from oh, just a really respected, great leader and locker room guy. I, the, the best rebrand I've ever seen in professional sports is A Rod. Oh, but totally. Zebo is number two. Zebo's up there. is number two for me.
0: All right. Last category. And I don't know who you picked for this, but I have a feeling you we're going to be the same person. The worst locker room guy
1: in the league. Who do you Jimmy have? Butler? Okay, I don't have Jimmy Butler. I have Dwight Howard. I no, I don't. Really? Dwight okay. Howard though, I'm giving him like Udonis Haslam a lifetime achievement award for the worst locker room cancer. <laughs> Dwight yeah. Howard's presence as a locker room cancer is something that will probably diminish over time. as he'll still be a Hall of Famer just because he's got he really fucking good. Statistics. And he deserves it. He was the best center in the league for years. Yeah, like he was a legitimately fantastic like years, player for him. eight years,
0: probably. Yeah,
1: he led that Orlando Magic team to a finals appearance. You got to give him credit for that. We're
0: but for um Defensive Player of the Year too. Yeah,
1: yeah, he does. He's a deserving Hall of Famer. But who you're going? That he was. Uh, uh, A a locker room disease that 10,000 bottles of Febreze could not extinguish. Oh, yikes. I would say my locker room cancers for the year. My locker room cancer of the year is not actually an active player. His name is Rich Paul. Oh, Rich Paul. Okay,
0: that's that's an approach I did not think of. But yeah, if we're going to do that, then I agree.
1: Just completely decimate the Lakers locker room
0: and Pelicans
1: is unlike anything I've ever seen. Yep. <laughs> it's like a nuclear bomb. Like, he just completely <laughs> fucked them up. And I'd yep. also like to give an honorable mention to DeAndre Jordan, who now is, uh, is on a, uh, uh, a team where it really doesn't matter. I guess it's good if he's a locker room cancer, so the Knicks will lose more games. But in Dallas, he was making many enemies and was boxing out his own teammates and getting mad at them for trying to get rebounds. So, no, no,
0: but 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 players do love DeAndre.
1: I mean, until so, you play with him.
0: Actually, actually, another another good Kevin choice Durant's
1: for uh, Durant, Kevin Durant yeah. is his friends with DeAndre, but he's never played with him.
0: An- another another like- good <laughs> choice for uh, for for worst locker room presence. Yeah, and uh, and my girlfriend would kill me for saying this, but the entire Kardashian family.
1: <laughs> did, did, you you see, did you see the Tristan Thompson, Thompson stuff? Yo, Tristan Thompson, good for Tristan. Thompson. Jordan Woods is bad. Jordan but Woods is bad. But the best part is she's to dating Devin Booker.
0: Kardashian. Yo, <laughs> it, just, it just gets yeah, better man. and better. I fuck that Thompson, that, that, that Kardashian family and extension Jenner, and I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna include Jordan Woods as an, as part of the yeah. Kardashian group. Yeah. But they they make their way around the league. All right, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Scores Table. We appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. We got, uh, next, week we'll, next week we'll be talking a lot more about the NBA looking forward. Games will be back then. We'll have plenty to talk about. I'm sure we'll have some drama to talk about. Definitely. But in, but in the meantime, if you enjoyed this, uh, leave a good rating, leave a review, subscribe. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah, and look, uh, look, all, we always appreciate the sport, all that stuff. Make sure to follow me on Instagram, at Trip my clothing line. Other side, it's fire. Dropping March sixth, two weeks from today. It's Wednesday, um. So make sure to be out on the lookout for that. You already know what the deal is. I'm sure Will's yep, got yep. going on. Follow him on Instagram at WillRobbins21. Um, and we're gonna see you guys next week. Yep. Thank thanks for listening. We'll uh, talk to you guys later. Later.